0: All right, good evening, buddy. My name is Joe Becker, your co-host, announcer, and producer, coming to you from KFMB Studios with 50,000 watts of power. We're heard not just in San Diego County, but Orange County, L.A. County, up the coast of Seattle on a good night, down to Cabo, out to the desert. If you download the app for 760 KFMB or look for us on TuneIn Radio, you can hear us uh, as the show airs on any device. And all these podcasts are commercial-free on (laughs) iymoney.com. Now time to introduce the main man of the hour. He's a CPA extraordinaire, accomplished marathon runner, uh, best-selling author, a lecturer, a philanthropist, and a family office expert advising several high-net-worth families. His name is Richard Musio. Richard, good evening. How are you tonight?
1: I'm great, Joe. I had a great time uh, during the holiday at our house in Durango, Colorado, up at 7,000 feet. So I come back here, and it's, like, really easy to breathe.
0: Yeah. a little
1: warmer, too, right? Yeah, it's been hot. Is Not hot the summer. Is through. it cooler up there? It must be at the... No, it hits 90 pretty constantly. Really? At, high, at those elevations? Yeah, It gets cold at night, though. It cools down at night, then it warms right back up.
0: How about that? Yeah. Well, I had a great fourth. You know, Bill and Michelle had another great party, so, uh, you know, more on that later. But uh, you know what I've developed in my uh, middle age here? A, a floater in my left eye, and apparently this is a piece of vitreous gel that it's breaks... It's
1: vitreous gel. I know all about this. Yeah, it breaks that's off... That's what I had before I went blind. Really? Uh, <laughs>
0: But it's weird. Mine comes and goes, and I went to an eye doctor, and uh, with all the technology today, uh, you would think, I mean, where's the floater? Maybe I should go to the Shiley. I don't know. But they say there's really nothing they can do for this, and what I'm seeing is the shadow of this
1: on my eye. As long is, as you don't get more and more. Yeah. That's or okay. A, or um, you start losing a little bit of the peripheral.
0: Maybe I should, uh, they say blueberries are good. Should I start shoving those in my eye or something? I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, <laughs> what do
1: you do with the blueberries? But, Put them in your uh, eye? But, uh, they say and, you learn to ignore it, but it's not true. You don't.
0: Well, it just depends. Like it, it, like I say, it comes and goes. So, yeah, um, interesting. And then it's supposed to settle, you're right. So, folks, if you're out there with the with the floaters, uh, you know, do the best you can. What can I say? I don't know. Like a little spider or something, or cobweb in there, right? Weird. Yeah. Anyway, we've got. Speaking of of cures today, hopefully we can we can get get some progress on uh, in the cancer front because we have a very important guest here. He's the founder of Pedal the Cause, and I believe he's a cancer survivor himself. And his name is Bill Coman, K-O-M-A-N. And Bill, welcome to the show. Thank you for, much for having us. Pleasure. Now, you must get the, the first question is Komen and Komen. I mean, the, the, the we confusion. We do get that quite a bit,
2: yes. <laughs> That's the other Komen. Yeah. 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 The other Komen is really cranking, so we yeah. hope to Yeah.
1: We, we have the other Coman on once a year because we're big supporters of their events in November. Every and year. I, can, I always forget if
0: it's a G or a B. Is it Susan G or B? Susan G. Coman? Susan G. Komen, okay.
1: K-O-M-E-N.
0: Anyway, Bill, I don't know if you've heard our show, but we always like to find out, you know, a little biographical information about our guests, where they were born and raised, and how they found their way to San Diego, etc. So education, profession, all that stuff. So why don't you spend a couple minutes on that and, and familiarize yourself with our audience. Sure. So
2: I was uh, I'm from the Midwest, from St. Louis. I've uh, lived there my whole uh, whole life through about age 50. Wow. Went through cancer in my uh, mid-40s a couple times. Mm. Decided I either had the wrong work ethic or was doing something wrong. And was uh,
0: lymphoma, right? It was lymphoma. Yeah.
2: And, uh, uh, reoccurred a couple of years in a row and mm-hmm. Did something called a bone marrow transplant after that as part of uh, some of my chemo rounds. Mm-hmm. After, uh, after uh, I went through that, I uh, came out to San Diego on vacation. Uh, loved the community, loved the lifestyle.
0: Now what brought you to San Diego, just vacation, huh? It was all vacation. Never had been here before? Or? Uh,
2: back in college, ah, okay. so 20 years earlier. Hmm. and uh, great uh, great reconnection. said, boy, this cha- uh, place has changed a lot. And, so at uh, what
0: age was that when you came out here? In, I was what, right 53? at uh, 46 or seven. Yeah. Then you figured out, i got to find a way to live here, right? So you canceled the return flight, right? Wait, what, Richard? You
1: said you canceled the return flight.
2: No, I think once I got the cost of living, I had to go back to work, <laughs> figure out how I could <laughs> earn my way back out here. Right. It took me a couple of years and uh, made the switch at age 50. Yeah, kind of a midlife, uh, you know, change at that point. We'll, well
0: call it a renaissance. They there always say crisis. Never, it's not a crisis. It's a it's a rena- It's a new chapter. That's oh, all right. Yeah. Nothing's a crisis. Exactly. I don't think. Fifty is <laughs> the, the new thirty-five. Maybe if I get another right? floater, we can talk about it. But yeah. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but fifty's the new thirty. True, true, true. People are living longer. I mean, that's uh, you know, that's a fact of life. So, but um, so you came out here vacation, and then um, so what you do in St. Louis all those years. So uh,
2: I've been a uh, commercial real estate developer mm. since uh, getting out of college. Uh, got out of Stanford in the early 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, got into commercial development, started in uh, neighborhood centers, moved to class A office development. All back in uh,
0: St. Louis though so, or? Midwest. Midwest, primarily, okay.
2: Primarily and uh, still keep a team pretty busy back there. We develop in three or four states mm. and uh, you know, we're just chipping away at what we do and yeah. uh, enjoy it.
0: What's your prognosis on the um, commercial properties and mall. I see some daunting information about retail, you know, in these malls. It's uh, not good, is it?
2: Yeah, I think, you know, what's different about uh, being in the Midwest and having a slower velocity of transactions, you know, not being on a coast, is you have to learn how to pivot and uh, really react to all types of uh, property sectors. Right. So we've been able to go from a commercial class A office to really more multifamily, infill housing, student housing. Yeah. And I think you know the retail is going to be a is going to be a tough sector. Yeah, you know most of the stuff that we develop right now has a limited amount of retail that's on the first floor, and it's more like uh, entertainment or mm. coffee shop, uh, restaurants, yes. wine bars. They just put service
0: oriented. At Park and Robinson, perfect place like that. I saw in PB also in uh, La Playa and Ingram. There's a. Place like that residential with a restaurant downstairs and, and whatever. So, well, you're right. I mean, people always need a place to live. They may not always need uh, a multitude of stores to shop at because uh, look what's the online business is uh, obviously taking that over. Although, what do you think of this Amazon taking being taken over by? I mean, taking over Whole Foods. I mean, that's kind of interesting.
2: <laughs> I think it's going to be, yeah, you know, it's going to be transformational. Uh, I think that building, out that last mile in the uh, distribution space for Amazon is a great move. Uh, I doubt it'll be their last move. Yeah, you know, at doing that,
1: but uh, it
0: seems counter counterintuitive to what they were doing. A-
1: Amazon's going to control the entire world. John, yeah, ultimately, I guess that's what the that's uh, the game plan. <laughs> take it, take over the world.
0: Between them and Facebook and Google and whatever, so I don't know. Um, but Jobs, you know, now they're now they're coming up. I just heard the the lieutenant governor talking about uh, this technology where because um, uh, maybe maybe the increased minimum wage is a factor, but they've they've got a company that's developed the uh, the burger flipping devices and they're going to put the, you know hope they think they're going to put tons of people you know out of work gosh you can't even get a job at a fast food place anymore richard I know, <laughs> it's there's world coming to a burger flipping machine <laughs>
1: so bill you've never done any development out here on the west coast
2: i participate with uh, two guys out of uh, san diego and we chase some deals on the west okay. coast now and uh, we have two or three active projects but uh, we're more material active in the midwest and uh, these guys have their own operations here so We're able to piggyback Mm -hmm. and co-invest. Gotcha.
0: So when you moved to San Diego, and um, I guess you, did you launch the nonprofit Pedal the Cause? Did we mention that he is the founder of Pedal the Cause, which is a nonprofit which benefits, uh, obviously, the cancer research and and people with cancer, right? That You started that in St. Louis?
2: Yeah, so when I got out of uh, treatment uh, back when I was uh, 46, 47, uh, I was uh, kind of a germaphobe for the first year. Worked out at home quite mm-hmm. a bit when I was, was uh, watching the TV. So was Howard
0: Hughes. That's okay. And, and there you
2: go. <laughs> I don't know if I'm quite there, but
0: I don't know how many peanut butter <laughs> jars you have, but you don't have to tell us.
2: <laughs> so I was watching CNBC someday, and in uh, and, and came a bunch of guys in uh, biking outfits, and they all work for uh, Bain and & Company. And they were uh, you know talking about an event in Boston called the Pan Mass Challenge. Oh, yeah. It's kind of the largest charitable fundraiser in the world. Uh, Twenty guys from Bain were consistently raising a million dollars a year, you know. You know, cumulatively, uh-huh. you know, over that period, the Pan Mass Challenge at that point was raising twenty-five to thirty million mm-hmm. out of uh, you know really a single event, you know, per year. It's up to raising $45, 47 million a year. It's the largest charitable athletic event in the world, and, uh,
0: and uh, what's it called again? The Pan it's called the Pan Mass Challenge. Pan Mass. Huh. Okay.
2: So after the Boston Marathon, it's the biggest event in New England. Uh, huh. So pivoting from there, we just said, "Hey, you know, we can do this in the Midwest." Uh, so my wife and I kind of took it on ourselves to uh, get out our contact list. Uh, we said we could do a ride here, and uh, we went down our our list and uh, got four or five hundred people the first year. Wow! We found, we found out about three hundred of them don't own bikes.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say, you know, the first one is usually small, just like the first Boston Marathon. But hey, anyway, we're gonna come back with Bill Coleman, founder of Pedal the Cause, and all about the Padres, et cetera. Right after this, hang on. We're getting a little too classy now, there. What is that, Justin? Is that Breaking Away?
1: It's Breaking Away. One of the all time great movies about bicycle racing. Which I'll have to see someday. Have you seen it? (laughs) No. (laughs) It's it's a cool movie. I'll have to see it It's very Italian, Joe.
0: Is it? Okay. It's very Italian. Well, there was a movie called The Bicycle by Vittorio De Sica. Wasn't that? Wasn't that a famous film, too, I think? Have you seen that one? I I have not seen it. I I haven't seen it either.
1: (laughs) I just know about it. I know a lot of stuff. You should see Breaking Away. It's a great movie, okay. even if you don't like bicycles. Anyway,
0: well, we're breaking back with Bill Komen here. Breaking good, let's say. Actually, I haven't seen any Breaking Bad either, That's it. for that matter. But uh, Bill a Qu- Question,
1: did you and your wife ride bicycles before your um, cancer treatment, or was no, that a new, new activity? You know, on vacation,
2: maybe with the kids okay. sometimes, but never seriously.
0: Okay. Gotcha. So in St. Louis, it was called Pedal the Cause, and out yes. here it's called Padres Pedal the Cause, right?
2: Yeah, last year we were able to uh, put together a joint venture with the uh, Padres and uh, help them uh, help promote it with mm-hmm. us, and uh, they were allowed or they allowed us to use uh, Petco Park,
0: which How cool. is
2: a great, great venue, and uh, we are really excited about
1: filling it up
0: yeah they uh probably get more people there for that than a typical game these days because uh so you're, you're yeah. f- your
1: first race in st louis where you had 300 friends without a bicycle how'd you get them bicycle
2: well they you know all my friends actually probably had to go out and buy cheap bikes okay and, and mm-hmm. go at it from there but now it's up to like 3,000 3,500 riders and oh, wow. raising in st louis like, yeah four to four and a half billion a year and uh we hope to actually million farm. or b-
0: million right million. yeah, okay. million. yeah. Wow. Um,
2: we hope to far exceed that out here. We started out with uh, 500, 600 riders last year. We had 1,500. Uh, we went from our first year raising uh, 600,000 to last year approximately 2.1 million.
0: Wow. How cool is that? Um, so, when you first started in St. Louis with the three 400 people, how did it. Um, y- you know, your original plan, and then it, you must have morphed into something a little bit more elaborate or different. Uh, how did it change from day one till, to what it is now?
2: Well, you were able to uh, partner with the, uh, the, the main cancer center there called Siteman Cancer Center. It's a ah. division of Washington University and Barnes Hospital. Mm-hmm. And so with those as uh, the two beneficiaries, uh, it enables us to reach out to a pretty iconic names in St. Louis for, you know, health care. Hmm. Here, we're doing it a little bit different, which I, we think is really unique, is we're benefiting four beneficiaries. There's San Diego's, I think, the only place in the country that has three NCI, so National mm-hmm. Cancer Institute uh, Research Centers, with uh, Salk, Sanford Burnham, and ucsd Moores.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's and, throw Prebis in there, too, now. <laughs>
2: and Prebus, definitely. The
0: late great. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. And we were able to bolt on uh, Rady's Children's Hospital last year, uh, which is staffed by UCSD physicians, so it was kind of a natural uh, tie-in. Mm-hmm. And uh, we think we're the only cancer event in the country that benefits more than one, and having four beneficiaries is a lot more than one. So. Yeah. Showing kind of the collaborative nature that occurs out here in San Diego, and uh, which and, is really unique. And 100% to the of the
0: proceeds stay right here, right? They don't go to any national organization yeah. or anything. So yeah,
2: it's unique messaging, you know, where you actually keep 100% of all dollars, stay local, and support local cancer research here.
0: Yeah, I think that's important. Well, and, and speaking of Peter Seidler, I guess he's involved as well, right?
2: Yes, Peter's a great guy. Uh, Remember, we
0: may want to
1: mention who Peter is. Not all of our listeners well, might Well, we're going to get to that right okay. now, so... So uh,
2: Peter Seidler is one of the, ours the lead investor for the Padres acquisition here. Mm-hmm. Came from LA, moved down to San Diego three or four years ago when they purchased the Padres. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Ron Fowler and him are the two main guys there. And uh, the mm-hmm. Peter's gone through a cancer battle a couple times himself. Really? Uh, same thing, lymphoma or? He had, uh, he's had lymphoma, a slightly different type and did the same uh, bone marrow transplant. And uh Hmm. You know he's uh, so he's a great proponent for cancer research and yeah. uh, happy to uh, pitch in for this cause.
0: And I think he's been selected as San Diego Nice Guy of the Year, which is a pretty uh, pretty nice honor to, as well. Is that correct? So I think uh, later mm-hmm. this year, matter of fact, I think uh, the president of of the Nice Guys wants uh, asked me if he could be on the show. And what am I going to say? No, of course he could. Be on the show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't be very nice to say no.
0: So we'll get him on, hopefully at some point uh, right around the the announcement or maybe during the I think it's in the fall when the big the big dinner occurs. So um, but that'd be a nice thing to go to. Um, anyway, well, tell us, uh, I do want to get into cancer, per se, and then also the event here, per se, because it sounds pretty cool that you're going to go over the Coronado Bridge if you get in this thing, right? And exactly.
2: Not, so last year we were able to negotiate a deal with uh, the city of Coronado to go across the bridge. I should
0: say across, not over. I, should, <laughs> I shouldn't that. We <laughs> should that. Not the side. And right? we should <laughs> also
2: say it's a ride, not a race. Okay. So, you know, so everybody gets the right idea here. So okay. this is all about uh, cancer fundraising. I think, you know, our goal is really is uh, – to ramp up from 1,500 riders over the next few years to five to ten thousand riders, mm-hmm. I think when you look at these other towns around the country that have very prolific uh, cancer bike rides, all of them have a fraction of the riders that are you know existing here in San Diego. Mm. So the di- the big differentiation about a, an event like uh, uh, Pedal is that uh, your your average rider you know who has the option to ride between five miles on a one day event. Up to 90 miles on that one day, mm-hmm. or up to 150 miles over two days. You know, it has the ability to uh, raise certain levels of money. They have a minimum dollar commitment of 250 to 500, depending on their course length, mm-hmm. up to 1,500 dollars. Uh, and uh, if you elect or want to uh, be in our yellow jersey club, you you try to strive for 5,000 dollars as a raise. Hmm. And what's unique that? is you're kind of made up of. Uh, Uh, of emailing all your friends and you're supported by all your friends. So this isn't hopefully you writing a check. Mm -hmm. This is uh, sending out 10, 20 emails and having 10 or 20 sponsors at 50, a hundred, 500, thousand dollar level. And uh, with the goal of, uh, you know, bringing together uh, thousands and thousands of donors Mm -hmm. behind these, uh, these thousands of riders to really add up to a prolific sum for cancer research. Gotcha. So what kind of bike are you riding? Right now I'm riding a dogma, oh yeah, it's a pretty tricked out bike that I'm not very qualified to ride <laughs> <laughs> so. i was I was sitting But in, it looks good yeah, you know, was say, that's play. a nice
1: piece of work. I was sitting uh-huh. in Whole Foods having lunch with my buddies Ken and Ben last week, and a guy pedals in to grab some lunch, and he had this titanium, I forget what brand it was. <laughs> the thing had to retail probably between thirteen and fourteen thousand what yeah.
2: Or bikes Bikes well, can be expensive. Thirteen to fourteen. Is you could our take estimate. your beach cruiser yeah. on the five right. mile ride here. Right. You could yes. rent a bike or. But well, my yeah. point
1: is, is a lot of these bicyclists have got some money. There's no question. Well, that's. I mean, that's. I mean, yeah. You could buy a car for
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> So where does the race start? It starts in Coronado, or so the uh, the ride's at Petco Park. The ride. I shouldn't call it, it a race. Call sta- it a ride. Starts right at uh,
2: Park in the Park. Okay. You know, so adjacent to Petco. Near Tony Gwynn statue, right? are uh, the, the what we call is kind of the uh, the prolific of the money ride mm-hmm. will be uh, Petco Park across the Coronado Bridge, around the Strand at Mission Bay, and back into Petco Park where you're on the. Hundred and forty foot video board when you come in the stadium. The so stadium, how long the
0: course is? This sounds like a that one's twenty six miles. Yeah, oh, this is a marathon. So. Okay. Uh, well,
2: the twenty six is not too long. You know, yeah. there's a little bit of incline to uh, get to the Coronado Bridge, but it's all flat. Huh. Relatively after that, so it's gotcha. a it's a really approachable ride. Uh, my wife will tell you she's not a rider. She rides twice a year here mm-hmm. in S- here in Saint Louis. And she has no problem uh, getting on the bike and, and the
1: yeah, the average, bridge isn't that Steve. And
0: the average out of shape I've per, run it before. The average out of shape person would take what about an hour, hour and a half, or what? I think on a twenty five, you'd probably say an hour and a half. To hour two and, hours. and a half, to two to two, okay. Yeah. okay. Wow, okay.
2: <laughs> and the in shape, uh, like the Richards in the world, uh, they could go knock out that two day, hundred and fifty mile <laughs> ride. And uh, now
0: let me ask you: Are there some, you know, professional cyclists or who are going to try to race this thing? Or well,
2: I, I think there's different breakout groups, right? Yeah. So if
0: you have like
2: Supposedly, a million people with bikes in San Diego. We're trying to capture five to ten thousand of those. Yeah, you know, and uh, there's obviously Uber riders, and there's uh, riders that are very uh, low end and very much. This is just all for charity.
1: Joe, there are certain riders who can only go full speed no matter what the event. Right. Exactly. So, So.
0: for the best rider, some of the best rider in the world. How fast can they do that in? That could probably do that in. Well, they're probably 20 knocking minutes. out that 20 90 one. miles
2: mm. in four hours. hours, four, four hours. and a half hours at yeah. the max.
0: But so this uh, this course here would take. What do you think they could do it in?
2: Well, that would, the the longest on the one day is ninety miles. So it's one hundred and fifty miles oh. over
1: two days. Oh, for pedal. This is for positive, pedal. Positive, yes. positive?
2: really. So, so you go up the coast the second day. You go inland on the first day, and uh, oh, okay you you
1: could knock out twenty five, Joe, a little bit over gotcha. an hour, if you're mo- moving. Really? Okay. okay. This so yeah. this other
0: course uh, across the bridge. This, I was just curious, uh, you know, how that would work out. Yeah, I and mean,
2: we we hope that over time that that'll actually that this will become a destination ride because mm-hmm. it's November. It's the end of the cycle. All right. I know season. you have your
0: publicist. I'm going to give you the secret sauce. here. Is Bill Walton involved in this in any way?
2: Bill Walton is at. He wants to be involved. He's kind of a play-by-play analyst at the Pac-12 during that time oh. period.
0: So if you can get him just to do a. A yep, social boy. media video thing for ten seconds. I think it'd be great. Yeah,
2: he's, I think he's an ambassador for UCSD. So wonderful.
0: Try to get that, Eileen. That'd be great. Hey, we're gonna come back with Bill Coleman, the founder of Pedal Padres, Pedal for a Cause, and other great things right after this. Hang on. We're back with the award-winning It's Your Money and Your Life, and this is a time where Richard likes to thank our sponsors.
1: Sponsors, thank you. Anyway, we could not do this show without our great list of sponsors. At the top, we've got UBS with Michael Coronta. And, yeah, Mike, we'll get together for lunch soon. I've just been doing too much traveling. Could not do this show without UBS. Also, our favorite CPAs on the planet, we've got two groups of them. Signature Analytics with Jason Kruger, CPA. Great CFO service firm, also more traditional CPAs. Polito Epic CPAs with Don Epic, Paul Polito. Both those gentlemen have been recent guests. Also, Joel Grushkin, cost Cost Segregation Initiatives, helping real estate owners improve their cash flow, as Bill can attest. Cash flow is king when it comes to real estate. Mechanics Bank, headed up here in the San Diego region by their VP, Sean Puckett. Great niche market bank serving families who are of high net worth and primarily in the real estate space. Big thank you to Mechanics Bank and Sean Puckett. Also, Hub International formerly known as Mars Maddox Insurance. Our good friend, Neil Staley, if employee benefits are confusing you, well, they're confusing Congress too. So pay attention because that's an ever-changing field as we might have huge changes to healthcare. LG Experience in the Lombardi Group, helping wealth advisors make heroes out of CPAs to their very best clients. Also, our great friend, Paul Hines. Paul, of course, is the CEO of Hearthstone Private Wealth Management and he's also the catalyst here in San Diego. Behind SeniorSafeAndSound.org, helping to prevent the financial abuse of the elderly. Michelle St. Clair. Michelle, of course, heads up Elite Lifestyle Management, helping you get your most precious asset back. That would be your time. Elite Lifestyle Management is a great concierge service that can help from simple things to more complex things, all of which are designed to save you your precious time. And of course, Brenda Geiger, Geiger Law Office. Brenda specializes in asset protection and estate planning, Geiger Law Office. Now, a lot of listeners missed dinner just to listen to our show. They're getting hungry by now, Joe, so we can help them too. Absolutely. There's the Very Good Food Foundation, headed up by Michelle Ciccarelli
0: Lirak, putting on great foodie events all year long. And of course, they're great. Uh, I think it's the seventh annual Very Good Night it might Dinner. Might be the eighth. Uh, well, they started, they started in 2010. So do the math, Richard. That'll be the eighth. This is, this is
1: 2017.
0: Yeah, it's the 7th. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14,
1: 15, 16, 17. That's eight fingers I'm holding up.
0: Okay, I'll, <laughs> I'll trust you. Anyway, it's coming up uh, September, I believe, and it's always a great event. I think they're going mm-hmm. to uh, alter it a little bit and have uh, limited to about 100 uh, uh, vendors in the food oh, okay. space. Not uh, have it overrun with three, 400 people. But uh, And then there's also uh, the Lestat's Coffee Houses, uh, the three. And the original is in Normal Heights, University Heights, and now the new one on University Avenue. All open 24-7, 365, always crowded with great food and beverage, and there you have it. And I know a lot of these sponsors have been working with you for many, many years with great success, right, Richard?
1: In some cases, almost 30 years.
0: Wow. So Time o-
1: flies when you're having fun. Yeah. So get over to
0: iymoney.com. There's a sponsor tab uh, at the top of the page. You can, in the drop-down menu, you can learn about all, one or all of them. And also, congrats to H- Courtney Holtz for the great uh, design work and the media kit there in case you'd like to be a sponsor as well. Now back to Bill Komen, who is founder of Padres Pedal for the Cause. And let's give his website, go pedal org, not the other spelling. It is a homonym, right, Mr. Komen? Yes. <laughs> Komen and Komen is also our homonyms. But um, in any case, I, I, I did want to get into cancer per se. Now, obviously, you were affected um, in your mid-40s. Was there any history in your family? There was not. None. And let me ask you... Um, uh, what were the first symptoms that you had?
2: I think uh, a little like Richard, I was out taking a run in the mountains and uh, noticed that. Uh,
0: short that, of breath or something? Yeah, or? that
2: I started feeling a little short of breath on a five, six mile run and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, made a kind of a mental note of it. Uh, went in for my annual checkup at a chest x ray as part of that and found that there was a, you know, 10, 12
1: centimeter tumor.
0: In the lung Above
1: my heart. Yeah. Oh, about the heart. Above yeah. the heart. Wow. Yeah. Huh.
0: Well, I mean, look at where... That's we're a pretty
1: ge- good size, 10 to 12 cents. And
0: obviously right? you probably went right to work researching cancer. Mm. What are we... What's going on in the country? Who's the best people... Who are the best people in the world to treat me? Where Did you stay in St. Louis or did We did. You? They, you know, they have
2: a top 20 cancer center at uh, Siteman and Washington University there. Mm-hmm. And uh, just like out here, they've got world-class uh, cancer specialists and... Uh, you find out that, uh, you know, you end up having a lot of your best friends just become doctors. Yeah,
0: And you've been an exerciser most of your life, too? Or? Yes. My, uh, how about that?
2: My father was an ex-NFL linebacker type. So
0: Really? After that. Did he play football? I played till no. College, I mean, I mean your dad, though, did yeah, you? He did? 12 years in the pros. Your dad was in the NFL? Really? Yeah. What team did he play for? That's how we ended up in
2: St. Louis. The St. Louis Cardinals were his last nine years. Is that right? What Ten? years? He got out in uh, 1967 after 12 years.
0: So his quarterback was
1: Charlie Johnson. Sure was. So he how t- about that for trivia? Offensive was line. Mark,
2: Charlie Johnson. He, what was yeah. he guard? Tied tight in was
1: Jackie Smith. Right.
2: Jackie Smith and him are our good friends. And
1: there we go. Excellent.
2: Conrad Doeblers, <laughs> Dan Deirdre. Oh,
0: Conrad, that guy. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> now, was your dad offensive or defensive line? Uh, he was uh, outside linebacker. Outside linebacker. Okay. okay. So how come
2: you turned out so small? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think it all well went to my brother's, you know, so –
0: because he's smart, that's why
2: Richard. That's right, anyway. exactly. <laughs> I don't know. But don't ask my wife. No, no head injuries. Okay. So.
0: <laughs> but um, anyway, well, that's that's interesting stuff. So, did they catch it early? And obviously, did catch it. Early. I mean, that's the real key with cancer is catching it early, right? Yeah,
2: I was kind of st- between stage two, stage three, mm-hmm. that they kind of size depending on what parts wow. of the body you're on, and. Uh, was able to uh, you know uh, uh, find a cancer that was in one of the more treatable areas.
0: Now, lymphoma's is pretty common form of cancer, isn't yes. it? And, uh, so I mean, in terms of ranking, and uh, what are the most uh, predominant uh, types? I
2: mean, well, I'd say on like the most successful types are probably breast cancer and lymphoma to uh, to treat. treat. You know, as you get into lung and obviously stuff like head neck or pancreatic, uh, yeah, your odds.
0: So in whittled. the ranking. Um, mm-hmm. If you don't know, that's fine. But I'm just wondering, what are the most common kinds of cancers out there? Do we know? Is
2: you it know, it's kind of like breast cancer, lung cancer mm-hmm. or would be the two top, uh, you know, by far. Yeah. And uh, I think from there, it's a smattering. Yeah. As you go down the
1: rank. Gotcha. So after your treatment, did they, and obviously it was successful. Did they say that you were at risk for recurrence?
0: Let's find out about the treatment. What did you have to go through to, to get the cu- to get cured? So I went
2: through my uh, first time. I went through uh, chemo and radiation. Mm. Uh, Recurred about a year later, and. I'd had too much radiation, so I couldn't use radiation right. then again and went through chemo and uh, then did a stem cell transplant. Wow! Oh, wow. So it's kind of like a bombing, carpet bombing. Yeah. Thing.
0: Now, stem cell, that's been a pretty revolutionary form of treatment, right?
2: Yeah, I think, you know, five or ten years earlier, uh, you know, my odds would have been a lot less, you know, than that. But stem cell and bone marrow transplants now are,
0: uh,
2: I don't say pretty standard, but they're, know, they're, they're rigorous and they're part of the arsenal. And... Uh, ucsd Morris is one of the top, yeah. you know, bone marrow guys in the area,
1: definitely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now what was your question, Richard, uh, about
1: Oh, uh, after you were successful with the first treatment, did, did they say that there was a good chance of reoccurrence?
2: No. I mean, the type of cancer that I had, they expected it to have, uh, you know, a high 80s mm-hmm. percent cure rate and I think when you reoccur, you go down, you know, your odds go down a little sure. bit, but uh, you still have a good chance.
0: Yeah. Well, I think it's great to have an open discussion. We can say the word cancer. I remember years ago, you couldn't even say cancer. I mean, it was, uh, you know, same thing with AIDS. I mean, we, we need to talk. These obviously are medical and health conditions. We need to have an open discussion. Right, Richard?
1: Well, of course we do. Yeah. But, and, um, um, if, um, but a lot of people. If you can't say the word, it's hard to have an open discussion. Yeah. And, but the uh, statistics are amazing in terms of the recovery, you know, people who... Well, I heard
0: one doctor at Harvard say uh, all cancers are curable if, you, I think it's 85%, if you catch it early enough. Now, which, Well, there's some tough, I mean,
1: pancreatic is... I know,
0: but which, yeah. which forms and yes. how early is early? I mean, it, it varies, obviously, obviously from cancer to cancer, but, uh, uh, but we are making progress. Uh, Bill, obviously, you've studied, you know, when you've studied the issue, uh, the whole national... Uh, approach versus uh, various centers. I mean, are you happy with the way it's organized now, or is, can we do something better?
2: Well, I think, you know, what we're what we're really uh, locked onto here, uh, I think that's pretty unique, is this sense of collaboration, right? So when you have Salk and Sanford and UCSD and, and RADES working together, you have the ability for the deep research centers like Salk and Sanford to push clinical trials into RAIDES and UCSD more. So mm-hmm. it's one of the few uh, things around the country that you could see this kind of combination actually working. And, and of
1: course, genetic profiling with the supercomputer.
2: Well, And and last week, obviously, the EDC here in San Diego said that we're a top two genomic center in the Mm -hmm. world.
0: How about that? Which is the other ones? Uh, Boston. Boston, Boston. Yeah. yeah. How about that? Yeah, that's true. And, and of course, big data and, um, you know, the supercomputer. We're one of the big centers here as well. I think there's about five now, but we had Larry Smarr on talking about that. Mm-hmm.
1: Head of Cal IT2. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. absolutely.
1: Yeah.
0: But um, anyway, this is all very interesting stuff. And I do want to give the website again, go gopedal.org, D-P-E-D-A-L. And we're going to come back with Bill Coleman, the founder of Padres Pedal for the Cause, etc., right after this. Hang on. <laughs> All right, we are back with Bill Coleman, founder of Padres Pedal for the Cause, cancer survivor, extraordinaire, real estate developer, man of many hats, wears many hats and talents. Who got us here? The person responsible for for this show and bringing him here is Eileen Gaffin, who's in the studio with us. She's with, is it Steers? Is that there? Steris Gaffin Gaffin Media. And uh, your mic's on now, I think. But anyway, I wanted to thank Lori Black for putting us in touch and whatever. So uh, you've known Lori for a while, I guess. Yeah. Okay. For over
2: 30 years. Wow. That's, that's a
0: while. <laughs> that is a while. But um, excellent. So, um, look, folks, if you want to ride over the Coronado Bridge and and, and catch Mission Bay and finish in, start and finish in Center Field and Petco Park, there's never going to be another opportunity to do that. Well, maybe next year. It's an annual thing, hopefully. But um, uh, that's going to happen November 11 and 12 of this year, right?
2: Yeah, so it'll be the second weekend of uh, November each year going forward and uh, we're really happy with this uh, Petco home and we hope to activate more and more of the downtown each year. And uh, yeah. I think maybe the main message we want to get across uh, is that all of these proceeds do stay local, but also there are so many bikers and so many active people, uh, you know, in the San Diego area. Mm-hmm. we like to like uh, push people into saying, Hey, there's many ways to be active, but if you're a ride, do one ride for a reason and make it uh Padres Pedal cost.
0: Yeah. Well, getting into Petco Park is always a, a treat. And a, um, have you ever, have you been on the field, Richard? Oh, I've played on the field twice. Yeah. I mean that clay. You know, I've, I've played in retired player games. That play, that clay is pretty. Oh, the cool. infield is yeah. just it's very very. I mean cool. it's incredible. Yeah, to play on that field is incredible. Now, now I know a lot of organizations have gotten behind you, Bill. Uh, Padres pedal pedal the cause. So uh, why don't we give them some recognition here? Do you want to mention? Uh, sure. BD and uh,
2: yeah, Beckton Dixon, Thermo Fisher, yeah. Resmed, Wells Fargo, uh, Sempra. Illumina, Sempra, Qualcomm and of course uh, your found,
0: and your found family foundation as well. Yes. So um, we thank My them wife. for getting your wife's okay. <laughs> 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 but we thank them for their support. It's California's a community property mm-hmm. state. Yeah, it's important. As a <laughs> matter of fact, um, I don't know if you talked to Biocom per se, but uh, that might be another another avenue to go. We have and they've been
2: they've been supportive and Obviously another benefit of this thing is as you find uh, new types of cancer treatments and cures, the ability for those to spill out to uh, new startups in the life science community Mm -hmm. that's here in San Diego is really unique to uh, the US also. So not only can you have a personal impact and a cancer fighting impact, but you can also help the economy by creating the types of uh, jobs that we're good at. And
0: I would like to take all the defense, because uh, we're a big defense sector, obviously, just shift all that to biotech, right? Let's just let's Well, just, so Joe, not all people. of it. Joe, Joe, not all of it, okay? <laughs> I don't know if we need a big submarines right. and, and big ships. Trump shipments. keeps trying Come to
1: on. say that the Russians are our friends, We've but got, it's
0: not true. Let's mm-hmm. just, uh, we okay. got missiles and drones. We're fine. Anyway... Uh, <laughs> Let's, uh, let's uh, you know, send some of those missiles right after cancer, that's what I say. That's Agreed. That's theory. But um, so over the course of the years, uh, we're getting more successful in attacking and defeating cancer, right? I mean, the cure rates are up and everything, right?
2: That's true. I think if you look at it against uh, uh, the level playing field, cancer cures are going in the right direction. Genomics and precision and immunotherapy are really new weapons that are being used very effectively in the war against cancer. I think that if you look on the government backdrop, though, of uh, NIH funding, that's been relatively flat for Mm -hmm. 10 years. Mm -hmm. So if you look at that, that's essentially like 20 percent decline in funding on cancer research, which is why, you know, the private sector can play such an important role in helping, you know, uh, stem some of that decline in, you know, in overall funding right at the time where it's most critical, where we're making the most advances. Yeah. So have
1: you made any lifestyle changes besides moving from St. Louis to San Diego? I mean, in terms of diet or your exercise regimen?
2: I think my wife's kept me on a fairly clean eating, you know, uh, standard. And, so. and uh, you know, we're a fairly active family. And mm-hmm. uh, I think the follow-up is a big deal. You know, sure. making sure that, you know, once you're in the medical field, you usually don't leave but being proactive about uh, keeping your checkups and follow-ups. Is I've your wife
0: more into um, vegetarian or organic or uh, healthy stuff? right in there. Do you miss your steaks and hamburgers? Or? I sneak out on the road <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> <you> know, but. <laughs> but I think that, you know, the plant-based diet, uh, obviously macrobiotics, here, all these things and, and whatnot. But, it's uh, real. But uh, also the personalized medicine is becoming a big deal. I think, Richard, you mentioned that it's... Uh, one show or two, but uh, whoever, you know, I guess they're taking your own cells now and they can kind of treat them and and reintroduce Uh, them to? Stem
2: cell and immunotherapy, but everybody's cancer is going to be individual. Mm -hmm. And over time, everybody will be sequenced and they will start having their own specific battle
0: plan yeah have you done the, the genes? you've done your your I've done, I've yeah been, you, I've been sequenced before yes yeah yeah and I, uh, that's going to get to be more in uh, it's going to become common someday. yeah exactly yeah. I, I think it's going to be part of your medical record uh, as soon as they yeah. get the cost down I think it's and then the
1: ability to share information among providers too. yeah
0: but your your thoughts about collaboration it's important I mean that's the, that's what gave birth you know, everyone wonders why did why did the um, the computer industry and high-tech uh, start in in um, uh, Silicon Valley and there was a group called, I think, Homebrew Home Tech or something, and all these nerds would get together. And I mean that in a positive sense. And, and we we're talking you know, the Bill Gates of the world, and that's why it started there. They were all sharing information and trying to build devices and, and uh, getting all excited about that. But and, the, there is uh, no community more collaborative than San Diego on this planet. Yeah. Trust me. Of course, I think over time they get more competitive, and then, of course, then the lawsuits mm-hmm. start flying around right. when people are leaving and stealing customer lists or – technology or IT or whatever, but uh, what a you know it's that's the human well, what nature. What we're
2: hoping is being able to show that collaboration here would be a good indication of I think how the NIH wants to fund stuff so mm-hmm. that it is shared. And we're hoping that if we can prototype that here, that we'll keep getting more and more of our share of the funds.
0: Well that's what got Malin Burn. We've had him on the show and that's what got him excited about Sanford Burnham we're now in Previce Medical Discovery Institute. But when he first took a walk through there and saw all the researchers Sharing with everybody, and it was like, oh, like an open forum kind of set up rather than individual silos. Um, that's what got him excited. And I did ask him, remember this, Richard? Mm-hmm. I said, What? I said, If you could list, because he's been involved with in many causes throughout his life and still is. But I said, what, what? You don't have to answer, Malin, but which one would be uh, at the top of your list or the top? He didn't hesitate. He said, Sanford Burn, you know, the medical research, because I, he saved, uh, you know, out maybe thousands and thousands of lives. So uh, with the work they've done there.
1: Yeah, and so. we asked Erwin Jacobs the question, what was the catalyst behind the founding of Qualcomm? And he said, we thought if we got a bunch of very bright, collaborative-minded people together, we would come up with something that would change the world. Yeah. That's what he said. He said he did.
0: <laughs> he said, we didn't have a business plan. We just had a good idea. Right.
1: But, but the key was collaborative.
0: Sure, yeah. sure, sure. We're hearing that more and more uh, today. But um, I think I think uh, their organizations are, are getting it or whatnot. So um, anyway, what else can we say? So, Go
1: Bill, p- do you ride in your own event? I do. I sign up for the two-day.
2: I get out there and suffer, for my case, a little (laughs) bit through it because I do the longer ride. uh, But it's a a great event. I think anybody who goes down there and does it once, you will find out that you'll be addicted to just the energy, Mm -hmm. the enthusiasm, the signs on the road, riding in honor of different people, the family members, the doctors that are out there, the researchers, the corporate teams, uh, and the community. It's really a very holistic approach that... uh, it's really powerful. You also don't even have to ride a bike. You, you can be a virtual rider mm-hmm. there. And <coughs> we also, uh, this year, uh, uh, LA Fitness uh, sponsors 100 spin bikes on the field. So oh, you cool. can go down into Petco Park and spin on the field and not go out on the road. and. And, and, what know, al-
0: and so when the when the event is over, I guess you have some awards and speaking, and, and there's, is there going to be some kind of uh, fun and entertainment and food and whatnot? Or what's, what else is going to be? There's
2: great uh, food and entertainment that happens on going throughout the weekend, and mm-hmm. uh, there's a, there's usually a presentation that's 30 minutes uh, that talks about some of the research and stuff on Saturday night of the event, uh, you know, with the goal that uh, each year that's going to get bigger and bigger, and uh, as the check hopefully grows mm-hmm. uh, exponentially that uh, that will continue to attract thousands and thousands more each year
0: nice can people rent a bike if they just show up they and can. Rent?
2: there's uh, on our website uh, there are some bike, <coughs> bike rental links mm-hmm. that you can go to so if you don't have a bike uh, and you can't borrow one from a friend you can definitely uh, be uh, use one through a bike shop
0: nice and of course, you could just sit on a bike there and pedal. Now, is there anything going on while you know while they're, you're going to do the stationary thing? Well, there'll be other. Don't
1: have to worry about any football game.
0: I know, but I mean, is it going to be like? Can, <laughs> Sorry. Is it going to be? Hey, maybe you gotta get on close. Uh, maybe some video, some live video, and you could watch it on a screen at Petco or whatever. You know, the course. I mean, it's well, everybody
2: is watching from the right. field of Petco, so the whole field's activated. That's where all the party, all the event takes place. I mean, so. is, there, is there going to be a live video? They of, use the of their, screens, Joe. They, they yeah. do. They yeah, do. They I do. do. Use the, so somebody'll have like a, maybe I looked
0: they, it up. What do they call Not that. what's the what's the camera the guy? GoPro. Who, yeah. GoPro. There can be a lot of that going on. There oh, is. very cool. Very cool. I like that. So wonderful. Well, Bill Coleman, thank you so much for being here. Padres pedal the cause. Absolutely. Pedal and, and the website again is gopedal.org. And Eileen, thank you for being here. Eileen Gaffin for uh, making this possible. And Richard, great seeing you this week. Uh, Justin Hart, our board operator, thanks for making it sound terrific. Thanks to Craig Blank your con executive, and to Dave Sniff here at KFMB. All these podcasts are commercial-free on iymoney.com. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye now.